गोपाल की जाए नम विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण वैष्णाय भूतल श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नमस्ते सरस्वती देवी गौरवाणी प्रचारिणी निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चात्य देशकारिणी नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यासम जय मुधीर नष्ट प्रायु अभद्रेशु भागवत भगवतीम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकृष्णा वासुदेवाय भोजयन भोजयन 
giving something to drink giving something to drink moodha moodha the foolish man the foolish man na na not veda veda understood agatam agatam had arrived antakam antakam death translation and purport by his divine grace ऐसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामीशिला प्रोपाशिला प्रोपाद की चाहे। When Ajamila chewed food and ate, ate it, he called the child to chew and eat. And when he drank, he called the child to drink also. Always engaged in taking care of the child and calling his name Narayana, Ajamila could not understand that his own time was now exhausted and death and that death was upon him. Purport. The supreme personality of Godhead is so kind to the conditioned soul, although is kind to the uh, conditioned soul. Although this man completely forgot Narayana, he was calling his child, saying, "Narayana, please come eat this food. Narayana, please come drink this milk." Somehow or other, therefore, he was attached to the name Narayana. This is called Agnana Sukriti. Although calling for his son, he was unknowingly chanting the name of Narayana, and the holy name of the supreme personality of God is so transcendently powerful that his chanting was being counted and recorded. Om Agnana Timirandhasya Gnana Anjanashalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmay Shri Gurave Namaha. श्री चैतन्य स्थापितम् भूतले स्वयंपकदाहीदाश्वपदाकुतलेयुताहदाकुतलेयुताहदाकुतलेयुताहदाकुतलेयुताहदाकुतलेयुताहदाकुतलेयुताहदाकुतलेयुताहदाकुतल
Hare Krishna. Welcome all of you for today's discussion. Um, I'm happy that the temple is open. Devotees can come to the temple now, hereafter. Um, so, we are reading sixth canto. Um, we finished a very heavy section from the fifth canto, which was describing the hellish planets in the last chapter. Um, this canto is also, uh, each canto actually signifies a very significant uh, instruction that the Bhagavatam gives. And this canto is talking about portiona. Portiona means nurturing of the Lord. How does the Lord nurture us in this canto? Portion. Um, and how the Lord nurtures us, nourishes us, we can see. And, and this chapter is called as the history of the life of Ajamila. Uh, and why does Srimad Bhagavatam or Sukhita Goswami start with this chapter is also very interesting. Um, the canto is also termed as prescribed duties for mankind. Um, so far, Shukdev Goswami has, uh, Parikshit Maharaj has inquired from Shukdev Goswami that you have explained us, explained me about so many details about the past five cantos, about the Virat Now please explain me about the prescribed duties. And then Shukdev Goswami, as if to explain to Parikshit Maharaj, he starts explaining the story of Ajamina, the history of uh, the life of Ajamina. Prabhupada uh, terms this chapter as the history of the life of Ajamina. It's interesting because he calls it as a history. Uh, it's not a story because time and again sometimes when you say story people think it's, it's a myth. Uh, and many times due to the uh, rampant misrepresentation of the scriptures due to the British historians, uh, most of the Vedic scriptures are represented as a mythology or a myth. Uh, so much so that even today this is going on. We see recently there was a book written where people claim Mahabharata to be a recent invention, dating back to 1000-1100 years ago. Uh, after the Chandra Mauryan dynasty, Mauryan dynasty comes after Buddhist uh, onslaught and Ashoka the Great and his grandfather was Chandragupta Maurya, whose uh, able uh, Brahmana or the preacher or the counselor was Chanakya, Kautilya. He in his, in his works refers to Mahabharata in his works. So how can Mahabharata be 1000 years old? It should be at least 3000 to 3500 years old. So time and again uh, there are foolish historians who claim to be historians who, who try to misrepresent these scriptures. But we know that uh, these scriptures are eternal and that is why this is, uh, this, this is history, historical. And when Shukdev Goswami starts this, he starts about uh, a place called Kanyakubja. Now, Kanyakubja, even today, it's called as Kanauj in, uh, in Uttar Pradesh. There's a place called Kanauj. And I was just reading a little bit. Kanyakubja is uh, very interesting because there is a very special sect of Brahmanas who come from that place. In fact, uh, Kalhana is a historian from Kashmir who thousand years ago has published. Basically, India had two sections of Brahmanas. India was divided under Vindhyas. Vindhyas is where Madhya Pradesh is, where the hilly region is. And they were India was kind of divided into two sections, the south and the north. And the Brahmanas who were north of India are called as Pancha Gaudas or Gauda Brahmanas or Gauda Saraswati, you've heard about it. And the south are called as Pancha Dravida, the five types of Brahmanas that you find in the south of India, which is Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, Andhra Pradesh, Gujarat, and Maharashtra. So when you come to the north of India, there is a special section of Brahmanas called as Pancha Gauda and one of the Brahmanas specially hailed from this place called Kanauj. 
even today uh, kanauj is very famous for perfumery if you want to buy ether or you know narsim oil you use uh, kanauj is very famous for it, uh, perfumery and kanauj is a very important place because shandhilya who is supposed to relate to brihaspati is coming from this place so this has a historical significance and we see time and again scriptures that are thousands of years old are still relevant to the places that we have today it's quite interesting so uh, quite, i i thought i thought it was quite interesting because uh, the place has significance and there is a very important sect of brahmanas coming from that place and it is a it is a history about one such a brahmana called ajami uh, aja aja means one who is unborn mila means one who has uh, met someone so basically he's met the met his death and met the supreme lord servants at the same time so it's a very interesting name and it is a, it's a story about what happened to him now so far we have seen ajamila the story is uh, that he is absorbed in, even though he was born in a very good family he was given the right upbringing in the study of the scriptures and uh, we see in a few uh, verses before shukadev goswami also explains about brahmacharya how important it is to follow uh, brahmacharya shamena damena cha so you how important it is to follow tapasa brahmacharyena shamena cha damena cha so it's very important to follow austerities important to follow celibacy in life and uh, having been followed all of this for some reason he gets wailed by the prostitute and we see how senses can derail us just by one interaction because all it takes for the eyes to see is one drishya one event and it has enough to destroy the spiritual practice of a person for for many lifetimes not for one life not for one hour not for a day many lifetimes he might go back so this is the danger that the sense is present uh, that is why these are the senses are also the friend and the enemy in this set of scriptures and that is the same thing happened to ajamila that he happened to see or notice a prostitute in the forest and just that one incident derailed his whole life and he he abandoned his very dear beautiful wife and ran behind this prostitute and he started settling down with this prostitute and then we know what happened and he was he became a murderer an illicit he was doing all sorts of illicit activities just to maintain a family um and he did not know what was going on but now what has happened he is 88 years old in one of the verses shukadev goswami gives his age actually he tells he is 88 years old and he has a son son was 24 25 so he has a son and he is got a little son so he must be probably 3 or 4 years old so imagine 88 if he has a 5 year old child that means he had, he had a child when he was 80 83 so that's not the right age to have children but he was still attached to sense gratification even at this life and age now when we read this story uh, the history of ajamila we have to understand there is a prerequisite to understand this section of shrimad bhagavatam the prerequisite is we have to understand who is the lord of death because time and again generally if somebody is from an indian background they know who is emraj emraj means you know is the lord of death but if somebody does not know who is lord of death and who are vishnu servants they will probably think this is something like chronicles of narnia or something like that <laughs> you know <laughs> fairy folklore or uh, or a or a fiction or a work of fiction 
it it is not a work of fiction we have to understand there is a lot of death called yamraj as we studied in the fifth canto that when we go down the universe there is a person who is responsible for keeping the accounts of our karma of what all bad karmas we done what all bad good karmas we done how much punishment one needs to be ordained the punishment is not to punish him but it's a reformatory process actually um, so that the the conditioning of the jiva is is rectified so that he can understand his purpose of existence so that is a prerequisite because if we do not understand the prerequisite this this will remain as a fiction in the story so it's very important to understand the prerequisite is we have to understand who is yamraj we have to understand his his servants who are actually uh, very ardently keeping a check on everyone's karma of what what good one is doing what bad is one is doing whether he is engaged in proper scriptural injunctions and things things like that that's one part of the story and the second is to absorb what is the personal instruction of the story uh, of the, of this explanation uh, if you see ajamila he was he got carried away with the senses with this woman and he destroyed his whole life but what's interesting about this is absorption is a principle that we can observe we can get absorbed correct we all see can we all see from this life that we all can get absorbed whether he got absorbed as a prostitute that's a different story but absorption as a principle is a fact that can be observed that means we have a tendency to get absorbed right with what we get absorbed that's a different question but we can see for a fact that there is absorption so if you see the good part of it that he was absorbed obviously in the wrong side but the principle of absorption is very important to notice a few saints also mention in the puranas elsewhere that what had happened this guy had had become so fallen that he was killing animals he was eating meat drinking liquor he would stab anyone for maintaining his family because for him the only purpose is he's got enamored by this woman even at the age of 82 he's enamored by this woman and he wants to maintain her at any cost so what had happened some saints say that some saints had visited kanauj because as you know kanauj is historic historical significance that it's a place where brahmanas reside so they had visited this place and they were asking a few people in the village Uh, by any chance do you know where pandit ajamila resides <laughs> usually they are still called pandits calling him pandit itself is a, is a simple activity but they still called him do you know where pandit ajamila resides people were surprised somebody is calling this guy this rogue pandit that yeah he resides there in that place you go and see what kind of a person he is they did not mention anything to them they said you please go and see a nice movie is going on there the so called pandit that you have come in search of So the saints went to his place. They were they were unbeknownst of what was going on and who this person was. So when they entered the house, they knocked on the door and they found this uh, the lady, the prostitute, come out with her nine children and she was pregnant. So the saints said, uh, "We have heard glories. Uh, we have we have come here hearing about your husband's name, Pandit Ajamila, because uh, we know your parents. We know Ajamila's parents. They were glorious, glorious Brahmanas." so can we are searching for a place to stay overnight can you please give us a place to stay so for some reason for some past good karma this lady finally thought oh okay so she took she took them to uh, the out veranda to the portico and then uh, she said you can stay here and for some reason she cleaned the place for them to stay there she just sweeped the place to stay there and then they stayed there overnight and ajamila came home 
by the time they came, actually he came home and then the next, he didn't come that night, he came the next morning because I don't know, he was maybe doing some decoity or something to get some money for the maintenance. By then, the saints were already happy that they were given a place, so they thought, let us bless this woman. So they said, may you give birth to a son and may that son be named Narayan. So they blessed, they blessed to an unborn son. And for some reason, she was happy because of course, the, this lady, prostitute and, uh, and Ajamila were struggling in this material existence. All of us struggle in this material existence to meet our aims actually. Uh, in, in, I mean, the garb of meeting the aims we struggle. So because they were struggling, some saint's blessings was actually a welcome fact. So they said, oh, the saints have blessed, blessed our son and we're going to have a son. Very nice and his name is going to be Narayan. When Ajamila came home, the lady reiterated the fact that the saints had come and they, they named our child and he was very happy. Very nice. At last, some people have bestowed some mercy upon us. Although he is such a horrible person. So, and so forth, the son was born. And uh, it was him, Ajamina himself, named his son Narayana because the saints had prescribed the name. And he was very happy that some auspiciousness still remains in their house. And what's interesting, in the 20, 23rd verse, uh, Shukadeva Goswami. Uh, it's a pun actually. You see, Sudeva Swami in the 24th verse says, Evam nivashatas tasya lalanas lalayanasya tatsutan. Prabhupada writes, Shukadeva Goswami says that he was engaged in taking care of her children. Tatsutan. Tatsutan means a Shudrani's children. So, Shukadeva Goswami is kind of indicating he did not even know whether they were their children or someone else's children because she was a prostitute. We don't know whose children they were actually. But he was thinking they were all my children. But Shudra is children. But somehow he knows this is his child. Narayana is his child. So he is very affectionate to this child. So, uh, but what's evident is the transformation of this personality takes place from this verse. Kalo Tyaga Mahan Rajan. Yeah, this is where 23rd verse is Ashta. Ashta Ashitya Ushaha Samaha. He is 88 years old. And then from then on, 24, 24 onwards, there is a twist in the story. What's the twist? We'll see. 24, the verse reads, Tasya Pravayashaha Putra Dashatesham Tuyo Makvamaha Balo Narayano Namna Pitroscha Daito Bhrisham. The old man Ajamila had ten sons, of whom the youngest was the baby named Narayana. Since Narayana was the youngest of all sons, he was naturally very dear to both his father and his mother. Da, dash, dasha, dasha, tesham tujo abama, abama means a little child. Balo Narayana Pitroscha Daito Brisham. Brisham means they were very, very happy. Daito means here. This child was very dear to both of them. So, what has happened? There is a transformation in consciousness that is taking place. This guy was so enamored by the lady. After the birth of the son, now they both are, instead of attracting each other's, to each other's body, they are attracted to this child. Getting attracted to a child is not bad. It is not sin in itself in one sense. So, there is a transformation of consciousness. And then in the next verse, Sabadha Hridayas Tasminya Ardhake Kalabhashini Nirikshamana Stalilam Mumude Jarato Grisham. See, Grisham is used two times, 24 and 25. Very, they were very, very happy. In this verse 25, he was Nirikshamana Stalilam. 
every day in this was his job he will wake up he is always enamored with his child what is my child doing is he laughing is he playing even when he is sleeping he is looking at the child and this is nothing new every parent goes through this every parent is attached to the child like this every parent and for every parent his child is very dear to him you see uh we can see you know let's say there are some children playing in a park this attachment to one child is also the scriptures uh, we see in the second canto shukdev goswami talks about the nirvritti ma in that he actually chastises householders who are attached to their children kutumba bharane ava we can notice this because let's say there are some children playing in a park and some parents are sitting and watching the children play and let's say a child falls down the first thing the parent does is he is in a shock the second thing he notices whether it's my child or not if it's not my child it's not my child but the child has fallen but see my child if it's not my child i'm okay it's very it's an intrinsic function actually we don't notice it but that my is very deep in the heart as long as it's not my child i'm a bit relieved but i'm still a bit sad because someone else is child compassion is coming out but fear and pride is not coming so you see the change of emotions happen there is no fear and pride because it's not my child so compassion comes up for but not for my child fear comes up but oh my god my child you see so this mind is very interesting and here we see both the lady the prostitute and the jangla is now carried away with the leela usually the lord does leela but here for for them it is his son's leela is happening so he will wake up and everything is going on and then this verse भुंजान प्रतिबंधाकमस्तक actually shubhadev goswami says this guy bhojayan payan moho he is a fool that he does not know why he is so happy daito bhrishyam bhrisham daita bhrisham jarato bhrisham bhrisham is very engrossed in happiness oh such a nice guy oh such a nice sweet boy oh, he is speaking so nice tolli bhasha this tolli means broken english the child speaks in a book called civilization transcendence a small book that propas has written there's an interview propas writes how man is carried away by sweet words of children and without his knowledge his every sunrise and sunset death is taking away one day of his life without his knowledge and he is thinking life is very happy and that without a moment his life will be finished so ट्रांसफॉर्मेशनिटी I know killing someone and maintaining a woman even at the age of 88. Now this transformation. So uh, what is happening is softening of the heart is happening. Now looking at the child, it's a good thing. It's not sinful or anything. But think about modern examples. You know what called as modern examples? People today who are 80 plus or who are reaching 50 plus. 
for engrossed in so called prostitution what is it modern prostitution watching movies and media all everything is happening in the mind gross is different this guy was grossly sinful but nowadays there is gross and subtle as well so people i can even see uh, in india old people are watching tv all the time their mouths are open and gasping at the at the videos 24 bar 7 on the channels what will happen to today's adults lucky they have some children at home but if they are not lucky then uh, they will not have an opportunity to get purified like this at least so there was a system in the veda in the vedic religion that when old people get old at least they stay in the family so that their consciousness gets transformed to little children at least they get innocent of it but nowadays the, the old people are put in some places called as old age home so i don't know god knows what happens there in those places uh, so in modern ajamila is a big danger nowadays so either we build a good old age home where there is harinam sankirtan happening all the time or uh, we might end up in old age home which is dangerous so in this case uh, the effect of ajamila's purification is very apparent so he was attacked attracted to the sun rather than getting attracted to the woman and right then when he was getting attracted one night everything changed he had a dream and what was the dream he saw that four yamadutas were dragging him towards death and he could see they were fierce because they were so angry for the sin that he had committed they thought this guy is going to go to the darkest region of existence because he had named the sin he has committed so they were so angry to say you've got a whole list man it's a big database you're carrying terabytes of data of your sins so we have to put you there's huge data the data bank of your sins so they have come with it that's a, that's their job but what has happened in the leela absorption of his son there is The, the, because of the saint's protection what has happened the leela there is a twist what is the twist for him narayana come here narayana did you eat narayana did you drink narayana sleep actually he is meditating on his son but why meditating on his son what has happened is with the leela of his son narayana has the lord's lotus name the lord's beautiful holy name has been added to that leela and because of that addition of the holy name purification has started happening actually it is said the day he chanted narayana the first time to name his son all his sins were destroyed all his sins were destroyed immediately it was destroyed once the first time he chanted narayana his sins were destroyed but what had happened krishna is taking his sins to transform his consciousness so during the leela was happening he was chanting the name actually narayana leela was happening on one side uh, material monday leela is happening is attracted to the sun but on the other side even as the yamadutas are keeping track of his sins the vishnudutas are keeping track of his chanting of the holy name even though he is not aware of the chanting of the holy name so that is what has happened so uh, the dream of ajamila is quite interesting because it's a near death experience somebody has uh, studied about near death nd is it's quite a happening in today's parlance uh, especially uh, stevenson's research in the last 50 years canadian uh, psychiatrist who researched about reincarnation this is also another prerequisite to understand this history because if somebody does not believe in reincarnation as a scientific fact they will never be able to appreciate this because near death experience is a fact and has been proved by Uh, modern science as well with many cases uh great scientist who has also written a, a concise version of it called as demystifying reincarnation there in our shops actually you can pick pick a book to read i've got a copy it's a very interesting uh, observance 
and in that uh, book it is been noticed that people are born as a Hindu, so called Hindu religion. In the past life he was a Muslim, some were some were Christian in his last life. And we've noticed cases where this guy was an American, now he's born in a very remote village in India where he doesn't know English, but when he is done past life regression, he can speak very clear. Eloquent English. He is not even moved out of his town. He has no formal education. So we have seen this happen and scientists do not, they don't have an explanation of how if a body is destroyed, how the memory can get transformed to another body. They absolutely don't have any explanation because they think memory, consciousness is all in the brain. It's not in the brain, it's something subtle. So, this dream of Ajamila is quite interesting. Shukadev Goswami had ridiculed the same consciousness in Canto 2 as Nidaya Hrete Naktam, Vyavayena Chavavayaha, Divacharte Hayaratan, Kutumba Bharanena. These envious householders spend their time taking care of their families. Nidraya Hrete Naktam, in the night enjoying sex life, making children, Kutumba Bharanena. Mere Kutumbi, my family, taking care of my family. So he had shown the Nibrithi path, but here he is showing a little bit of Pravritti mark. That is why it is called as prescribed duties of mankind. Sixth, sixth candle. Even in Pravritti mark, for example, even being Grihastha, one can still attain perfection. This is also another lesson coming out of this history. Uh, what is interesting is, Ajamila, while doing this, while taking care of all of this, he is standing the holy name while again forgetting about his bad habits and then focusing on mundane upbringing of his life. If we understand what has happened in the dream, he is experiencing death and in that death experience he is experiencing that the Yamadutas have come and they are trying to drag him up. It is said that when they drag him, the, the journey from earth, from this body to the place of hell is actually very painful. It's very painful. It's not a, it's a very arduous journey for simple persons. It said it's, they are made to walk in a desert and the desert's temperature is about 90-100 degrees Celsius and they burn and things like that. It's very ghastly. And the reason is to create, to create awareness that save yourself from the sin. It's quite interesting because in the Garuda Purana it is said if somebody drinks alcohol, he will be made to drink malt and iron in hell. So for once, if somebody drinks alcohol, once he will have to drink malt and iron, malt and iron in hell. Now imagine if somebody is having made a habit, habit of it. And the, the thing is not to scare us, but the thing is to make us aware of, of the importance of this consciousness, this life, this human form of life. That's the, that's the significance. So what has happened when he is going through this death? Why death? Because this verse is talking about Naveda Gatam Antakam. Antakam, this word Antakam is very interesting. Bhojayan payan mudho naveda gatam antakam. Antakam means antam karoti iti antaka. Death. This death itself is kind of a very, uh, very interesting and a mysterious happening in everybody's life. Nobody knows where we come from and nobody knows where we will go. When a child is born, everybody celebrates. But they don't question who is this who is born in my family. We do not know whether he was an animal in his last life. We do not know whether he was a Muslim in his last life. We do not know whether he was a Christian in his last life. But we will say, oh, a devotee is one. We don't know. He might have been a Muslim in his last life. We don't know. He might have been an animal in his last life. We don't know. We don't know. This is the biggest tapestry called life. It's a tapestry. It, it, it's interwoven of everything, but we do not know what is what. Is what. It's a very complex thing. And 
a millennium might pass, they will not know. This secret will never know. Because when everything, imagine someone's driving a car, he has a good house, good family, and when he dies, the car will say, the house will say, the relatives will say, the body will be burned. Where he is gone, nobody will know. Nobody will know. And some people say, well, there was nothing before, there is nothing now. There was no one such a person who existed because you burned one. So they are called the Shunyavadis. So they don't believe in reincarnation. But reincarnation is a fact because eternity is a principle that we all believe. We all want to be eternally happy. So where is this principle of eternity coming from? So we all subconsciously know that we are eternal. But for some reason we keep it aside and we continue with this life just as what Ajamila is doing. That's why in, the, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna had said, Avyaktadini Bhutani, Vyakta Madhyani Chabharata, Avyakta Nidhananyeva Tatraka Paridevana. Avyaktadini Bhutani, Bhutani means the living entities, are Avyakta, they are unmanifest. We all celebrate our birthdays. When did we take birth? When did we take birth? Was that the time when we came out of the womb of the mother? Or was that the time when we entered the womb? When did we take birth? Or was that the time that we entered the semen of the father? Or was that the time when the semen entered the womb of the mother? We do not know, but we celebrate only when the child comes out of the womb. That is that our birthday actually? No. That is only when we became manifest, when we became visible to the outside world, isn't it? Avyakta means unmanifest. And then Vyakta Madhyani There is unmanifested, manifested, and again unmanifested. We only know life between birth and death, from womb to tomb. That is all we call it as life. But we have gone through many such wombs and tombs. That we do not know. That we do not even consider. But we just say, oh my son, my child, we carry on getting attached to this Ahamamini principle. So that is what is called a tapestry called life. And that is why Shukadeva Goswami is saying he is not able to understand that his death is coming very near. This is nature's biggest secret. Biggest secret. But here, in this case, he was saved. And what was the save? What was he saved with? He was saved with the holy name. Let us reflect a little bit on what this jiva is going through and what our consciousness is occupied about. That's why Prabhupada writes. Actually, Prabhupada has given two lectures, three lectures on this verse uh, in, in, in the past, Philadelphia and other places. Prabhupada writes. He begins his uh, lecture by saying absorption. In and, and, and the insignificance of absorption for our consciousness is so significant. Whatever I am absorbed with, so will be my consciousness at the time of death. And that absorption has to be practiced 24 by 7. If that absorption is not practiced and it doesn't become my second nature, I cannot think of Krishna when the time of death comes. It's very difficult. Because whatever my second nature, only that will come. For example, you, know, people, you can hear people using swear words. You know. Why? That has become their second nature. They do not know it's coming out of their mouth because they are abhyase and It's become their practice. So that it's become their second nature. So what should be our second nature? Our second nature should be any problem, Krishna. Word Krishna should come from our mouth. And that can only happen if we practice it all the time. In this case, what has happened? Uh, it is called as Vastu Vishaya. Vastu Vishaya means, again, many, many, many times in scriptures we say, Prabhuji, Ajamila chanted the holy name, but he was not chanting the holy name, he was calling his son's name. Many times there is an argument like this. But if you see, when somebody gets a shock, when, when you touch the electricity cable, which is live, 
people will die isn't it people people will get a shock it doesn't matter whether i my mind is somewhere else or my mind is really thinking about the physical because that is the vishya that is the vastu that is the uh, characteristic of that particular element called fire or electricity in the same way the holy name also has a characteristic whether somebody is chanting it with awareness or whether somebody is chanting with without awareness it will work it will work definitely it will work that is what the scriptures and this is a, a fact that that is what is what has happened here that is called as vastu vishaya the intrinsic character of the holy name is his tongue is chanting his mind might not be anywhere of course in all the offenses that we say that mind we should not even attend by chanting but if you really think the tongue is already doing the tongue is touching the holy name is it not the tongue tongue is singing narayana 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 narayan hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare my mind is somewhere else my mind is thinking of the boss but the holy name is already being chanted and vibrated by the tongue now just because one of the sense organ is engaged in the service of the lord the holy name will definitely work definitely work. but maybe it will not work with its utmost efficacy but it will definitely work and this is what has happened for example so what has happened when the yamadutas came when they were about to take him what had happened they had got the whole list of his sinful activities they but they forgot to keep a list of his holy name chanting they forgot because they had not sat in the bhagavatam class Yamaraj did not give them a proper Bhagavatam class. That is why you will see in the next chapter, Yamadev conducts a Bhagavatam class. I am very busy these days, I have missed Bhagavatam class. So he calls every one, he says, today is a holiday, full day Bhagavatam class. So there is a Yamaraj Bhagavatam class coming. So it is a big mistake because how did you go and put Yamapasha Bandham? Yamapasha Bandham, we see in Chaurashtaka, we see. Yamapasha Bandham means the noose of death. How did you put the noose of death on this person when he was standing the holy names of Narayana? You are not supposed to enter this house. What mistake have you done? It's a blunder, Yamada says. Uh, so, the, so they forgot to keep a track of his uh, chanting of the holy name. So which the Vishnu Dutta said that, excuse me, this is our jurisdiction, can you please leave? Because he chanted the holy name, so we have to take him from here. And Ajahnila is actually witnessing both of this happening in his dream. Actually, it's a dream. He doesn't get liberated. Eh? And we see in the latest chapters that he is given a second chance that's why there's a book called a second chance where he gets a second chance and then from on from then on he does tapasya for uh, for decades and then he leaves his body and gets liberated because he becomes in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, he becomes intelligent because antakam in this verse is very important because death is an uninvited guest it comes completely unplanned we do not know when it will come Birth and death is totally unplanned activities. Nobody knows when it comes. No one will know when it comes. Except for very exalted personalities, they will know when it comes. Like Prabhupada, that's why he arranged the chanting of the holy names around him. So in this, this, uh, this whole chapter is talking about the portion or the nurturing of the Lord. How the Lord nurtured him through his holy name. With this, I'll, I'll share the, the glories of the holy name. And then the pastime which the Sahaja of Vrindavan share sometimes. There were two brothers in Vrindavan. Uh, time and again, Sadhus tried to tell these incidences, incidents for, for us to become uh, strong, to have a faith on chanting the holy name. There were two brothers in Vrindavan. One was a very pious brother. He was always serving the Sadhus, always very uh, obedient to the Sadhus, very faithful. And he had another brother, entirely opposite. He's always disrespectful to the Sadhus, drinking all the time, very disrespectful. 
So one day some sadhus here in this fire, the brother had invited some sadhus. Uh, it's well, Sukhiram and Mukhiram, for example. Sukhiram had invited his, his good brother had invited the sadhus. And when the sadhus are partaking prasadam, just then this bad brother enters the house and he sees the sadhu and he criticizes him as beggars. These poor, these poor beggars don't have any other business sitting in my house. That and he goes up to his first floor. He used to live in the first floor and the good brother used to live in the ground floor. Then the good brother becomes very sad. He said, oh, how I wish my brother gets reformed. He has criticized devotees. That way in our own home and I am serving. This is so bad. And he falls to the feet of the sadhus. He begs to say, please forgive my brother. Please somehow bless us and my brother becomes biased. Please sadhus. Then there is one sadhu who decides. says, okay, I have to fix this. So he said, is your brother very inebriated condition? Is he drunk? Yeah, this is a problem. He always comes from drunk. Okay, this is a good opportunity. So this sadhu goes up. And he goes up and he knocks on the door. And this guy opens the door. Come on in. Who is that? The moment he opens the door, the sadhu gets into the house, inside the room, closes the door and pounces on this guy. And holds his neck. And he says, I'm going to kill you now. Chant the name Lord Rama. And, and he is drunk of course. So he, he presses, he gives a little bit pressure. And then he says, Rama, Rama. He starts chanting. He starts to chant more, chant more. And then the, the sadhu is kind of angry on him. Chant more, chant the name of the Lord. And, and this guy is shocked to see the, the, the bearded man you know, sitting, on his, sitting on him and making him chant. And he says, Rama, Rama, Rama. And he says, and then he gets up. And then he pats on his back. Good boy. I'll tell you one more secret. Never trade this name for anything. Never trade it. And he says, like, and he uh, and this guy becomes unconscious because he's drunk, he doesn't know what happened. So next day he wakes up and he says, what happened yesterday? Something happened. And then uh, by the Lord's arrangement, he dies at a very young age because of his habits. And then obviously, who comes to take him? Yamaraja comes to take him, so Yamaraja has taken him. Now after they take him, he is in the court of Yamaraja and Yamarajas have a problem. They present a case to Yamaraja. My dear Lord, this guy is sin personified, but we have a problem. What's the problem? The problem is Yandraj, he has chanted Rama's name a few times. <laughs> so what can we do now? Now Yandraj becomes a bit, uh, says, oh, okay, uh, he's got chanting of the holy name, but he's sinful. We can't punish him because he's sinful. We can't let him go because he's sinful. Now Yandraj is in a fix now. Difficult problem. Now Yandraj will say, okay, hey, you sinful, come here. You have chanted the holy name. What will you take for the holy name? I can give you heavenly visit for a, for a few lifetimes. You can go and visit the heaven for a few lifetimes and then you can be punished. You want to go? What do you want? What do you want to trade for that? Then uh, this guy, oh, I have the power. This, this guy is, you know, he's a simple person anyway. Oh, Yamaraj is asking me? Oh, okay, sir. Okay, you come my way, huh? Says, okay, and then he immediately remembers the sadhu. Never trade the holy name. So he says, ah, okay. He says, I don't want to go to heaven. He says, I don't want to go there. I want something better. The younger says, oh my god, this guy wants something better now. What to do? I can't give him something better. What to do? And then Yamraj is in a fix. So he says, let me go to, you know, Brahmaji. I have a problem. I can't, you know, I can't punish him because if I punish him, I'll become Vaishnava. Standing only, he standing only. They go to Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma says, uh, With my four heads also, I can't solve the problem because the holy name you can't trade with anything. 
If you trade holy name for swarga, that means you are believing on the holy name to go to heaven. You, thinking that this will take you to heaven is actually wrong. So you are asking him that you can go to heaven because you have chanted, you are already committing a sin, Nama Prahas. So he said, I can't say that you become Nama Prahas if I say something, let's go to you know, the chanter, you know, concept and Lord Shiva will ask him. So they go to him. He said, uh, difficult question, you see, he is also chanted, my Lord's name, Nama. So I, if he chanted once, it's already liberated, so he chanted many times. So I think we should go to the person who owns the name. So they finally they decided, uh, what, by now what has happened, the Yamudutas are carrying in uh, Palestine. This guy is enjoying. He's saying, hey, uh, uh, please, please give me water. And they are carrying water, juice, everything, supply water. He is now enjoying everything. They finally take him to Lord Ram in Chitrakut. Lord Ram is sitting there, pleasing personality. Brahmaji goes and presents the problem. Lord Ram in his beautiful uh, way, he smiles and he calls the person. He calls and asks him to sit on his lap. He sits on his lap and he says, By the way, what is it you chanted? He said, I chanted Rama, 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 that's all. The moment he sat on the Lord's lap, he saw the Lord finish. He got purified. Now, was it the name? Was it the same who saved him? It's all together. It is the holy name, it is the scriptures, it is the piety of his brother which actually saved this person. Uh, and then he also had the version of the Supreme Lord, just because he chanted the name a few times, even in an inappropriate condition. So sometimes the Acharya tells us these stories for us to increase the faith in the story. In fact, the whole of this chapter was speaking of atonement in the beginning. I'll share one more episode and I'll stop here. In the southernmost part of India, this is a this is a live case actually. This was a case that happened. Uh, there was a child who was very brilliant, he was a good student in school. Uh, this is a story of a child in, uh, in a town very very remote to Mangalore. It's called Azodhyavara. There this child was a very good child up to his uh, secondary school. In the secondary school, he had holidays. And in the holidays, overnight something happened. What happened? A brilliant child, the next morning when he woke up, he couldn't do his normal activities. He, he did not know how to read. He did not know how to eat properly, he did not know how to bathe. In medical terms, this is called as intelligent intellectual disability, it's a disease. What had happened is, his intelligence had got disabled, just a switch, switch off, overnight, finish. He can't do his act, he can't even eat properly, he's gone back to his childhood, like a child, like a baby. Their parents tried a lot to fix this problem, they couldn't fix it. Then they went to a devotee, and a very senior devotee, he was 80 years old. He said, it's better you get a birth chart done and see what is what is the past karmas of the child, because this happened at a childhood, so they must be, he's not simple, it must be because of the sins in the past. Uh, so then, but you do not, you do not go, I will take it, I will give it a good So he took the birth chart and then he sent it to an astrologer. This astrologer does not know about the child. He was revising somewhere else. He doesn't know anything about the child. He doesn't know that he has this problem. So when he saw that Kundali and he saw the birth chart, the moment he held it in his hand, oh, Buddhi Brahman. This is a case of intellectual. Buddhi Brahman means his intellectual intelligence has been destroyed. Just by looking at the birth chart, he said, oh, this child has Prabhala Prarabha Karma. Called as strong past karmic reaction in this life. 
and you see from this word chant. So then the Acharya, the devotee asks him, Oh, okay, so actually you are right, the child is actually facing it now. It has happened for the past few six months, it has happened. Any, any remedy that you have. Then this astrologer says, we might go on doing so many remedies, but this is Prabhala Prarabdha Karma. This karma is coming from past, active past life. Uh, then he said, Ayurveda, then he referred Ayurveda, which is called as Charaka Samhita. In the Charaka Samhita, Charakacharya, who is the compiler of the Ayurveda, in the beginning he writes, for every disease in this existence, there is a medicine. There is a medicine. And that medicine is not with me. It is with everyone who can speak, who is human. And that is, uh, he said, Prayas Chittani Asheshovai Vishnum Murdhani means, one may do un, uh, thousands of atonements, but there is no other atonement than chanting the Vishnu Sahastra Murdhana, the holy names of the Lord, the thousand holy names of the Lord Vishnu. If one chants this holy name of Vishnu, any number of past karmic reactions can be completely erased. And not only that, the proclivity to sin also gets erased. This is what Shukadeva Goswami also says. Uh, so he, the astrologer prescribed this that somehow Vishnu Sahasranam and the Holy Name Chantel should go on for this child so that he can burn off his past karmic reactions in this life and his journey towards uh, eternity or eternal existence and continue from this life by So This is what the astrologer tells to his, this family. This was 40 years ago. The child is still alive. He's 55 years now. And uh, he's actually very, very innocent. He's living a life of piety, actually. Hearing Vishnu Sahasranam, hearing the Holy Name chanting every day. Because of this child, both the parents were purified. Both started following very rigid Vaishnava Bhakti. So then now imagine, one child got a disease, three people got liberated. In the same way, Narayana was born to Ajamila. Ajamila and his wife, along with Narayana, got liberated. The name became the means for the liberation of three people. The son, the father and the children. So that is why the name can do wonders here, actually. So uh, Ajamila then was liberated and sold his wife and the son who was the medium, who was the instrument. The son was just an instrument, but the, the, the actual deliverer was the name. That is what comes apart, comes uh, apparent in this chapter, actually. So this, um, I'll stop here, and it's uh, Holy Name, uh, this book distribution week as well. Uh, and yesterday also Ganesha Prabhu was saying so may this, may this month be such a month where we will be able to give this holy name to one and all even in, an, in a, to, even if someone is not aware of it the holy name works, the magic of the holy name works and we all know especially people who are in we've experienced this many times um, I'll tell you a small incident and then I'll close it I, I, I told this before, I was walking to the temple for Mangalati because my car didn't work that day and when I was walking, I was in Middle Park and there were two people drunk on the street, two boys, very young boys. And they were shouting loudly, this was almost near New Year time. They were shouting loudly and I was a bit, I was a bit scared because I had to go for Aarti and I was in Mangalati attached. <laughs> and I didn't want to get booty if they come close to me, so I was walking very briskly. And for some reason, I was very afraid that they shouldn't notice me and it was dark, so I was walking on the pavement and so that they don't see me under the trees. For some reason, they became quiet. So I was a bit, I was a bit perturbed. I thought they might be following. I, I looked at them, and they were looking at me. I thought, oh no, they started seeing me. 
and I was very afraid. I started running, and the moment I started running, they started turning and said, "Hare Krishna!" They shouting, "Hare Krishna!" I started saying, "Hare Krishna!" <laughs> Just because they called me some dhoti or something, so something made them chant the name, holy name. Probably they have attended the Hari Nam somewhere, and I said during the Mahabrahma Mooran, in an inebriated condition, they couldn't remember the holy name, and they chanted. So probably I thought they are glorious because I was thinking they are not glorious. So they were glorious because they could remember the holy. I was thinking of them that they remembered Krishna. This is a good lesson that I learned that uh, always remembrance of Krishna is very important. So uh, and the holy name saved me here also. This I'll stop here. Any questions or comments or correction or anything? Otherwise, we can stop. Lord Ram, you know, where the sinner or whoever he chanted it. Like, you know, we hear these things that someone chanted you at least once and then so much benefit in this that. So, my thought is thinking, what is it like our fate? I mean, we will probably never see something yeah. like that again, right? Would that be right? Um, actually, it's very nice you asked me that because I was meditating on the same point today when I was putting my pillow. I feel Prabhupada has saved us. We are very, very fortunate. We are very, 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 very fortunate. But it's, a, it's just a thing that we should not get waylaid now. Because things can happen. We, uh, Prabhu was mentioning about Jalamadapa yesterday, uh, So we just have to be careful not to lose focus. Uh, we are in a very fortunate condition, but what will happen? To tap into the bhakti credits that we have, what will happen is we will not lose the bhakti credits, but it will get frozen. Our accounts can get frozen and we might fall down to an endless But we don't want to freeze the accounts. We don't want to make it as a fixed deposit. It should be a recurring deposit. So we should continue to chant and get out. We finish our business. Otherwise, a little bit of wailing, Kshurasya Dhara, in the Upanishad says it's Kshurasya. Kshurasya Dhara means it is like a razor sharp edge walking on a spiritual path, means even a little bit of lack of focus, it can cut off. But we are still very fortunate. So we are very, very fortunate. We should be happy that we are fortunate. Uh, and we should be, we should continue to raise past this. Uh, and with um, our intensity of bhakti should increase. And that is why atonement, actually waking up early in the morning, chanting rounds, sitting in one place and chanting 16 rounds, taking only prashadam, these are all austerities in one sense. The more austerities of these sorts for Krishna we could do, the more sins get erased from our, and we should obviously not do it for sin, removing our sins. But the more atonement, the more uh, deeper we go in our study for the practice of Krishna consciousness, the more purer we will become, and the more less susceptible we will become to mind. This is my understanding. But we are very fortunate. We are very fortunate that the Lord has allowed us to chant every day and talk about it. Uh, while doing there, the mother was meditating uh, how fortunate I am to sit on this yasasana and talk in front of Shri Prabhupada. Uh, probably it is only because of devotee's mercy that this has been, been made possible in this lifetime. Otherwise, I am more different than a Jamil. Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Granth Raj Shri Mad Bhagavatam 